Hello, sister friends. Cultural norms are ever-changing in today's world. Many behaviors and beliefs that are acceptable today were unacceptable not long ago. Are we as Christians judgmental towards those that do not look or act like us? Or is the house of God a safe zone against bias? Let's have a conversation. Welcome to Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Cooper, and I am so glad that you have joined us for season two. Today, I have some good friends with me around the table. I have Miss Eunice Strickland, and Eunice is a realtor yes. from Williams. Keller Williams Realty. Yes, and she's a mom of three, yes. and uh, she's just an entrepreneur, and I'm just so glad that she's around the table with us today. And many of you that have watched us, or this is maybe your first time tuning in, or on the podcast, yes, we now have a podcast. <laughs> um, I have yes. Catherine Young with me. She's always my co-host, and Catherine Young is the director at uh, Care Parenting Center here in Shreveport, Louisiana, and we're so glad to have you, Kathy. Glad I'm back yes. again. Yes. <laughs> and then I have my dear friend, Miss Jody Burns, and Jody Burns is uh, the executive director at Heart of Hope. Uh, maternity home and Jody has been around the table with us before and I just had to have her back for season two yes she's a lot of fun and I'm glad that you are joining us today at sister friends cups and conversation now uh, cups and conversation we want to introduce our cup now this cup today uh, we are in the beginning stages of our very own prototype and we're not through with it yet, but this is our sister friend's cup. And Beautiful. each lady has one. We've got royalty purple. <laughs> it's got a little sparkle to it. On the back, it says cups and conversation. We got those hot lips and uh, we're still working on it. It's not just quite where we want it to be. So if you've got some design ideas for you entrepreneurs, and you want to share them with us, yeah. inbox us, let us know uh, and what, what would make this cup bling even better yeah. and uh, we'll work on it and we want to offer it to you. So this is our cup today, Sister Friends Cups and Conversations. Conversations. All right, are you ladies ready to talk? We ready. Oh, what, right. what lady isn't ready to talk? <laughs> I know, absolutely. So we're gonna have a conversation today and we're gonna be talking. One of the things that was really important to me was to have a serious conversation, to have serious conversation, but also have fun while we're having. Yes. Yes. Meaningful conversations, yeah. having fun while we're doing it. And so I wanted to really talk about bias. And I want to talk about uh, probing us and just causing us to think about how bias shows up in our everyday life and does it really mm -hmm. belong in our lives as Christians and mm -hmm. should we um, not uh, be practicing or should we be more aware mm -hmm. of when those biases show up? Mm -hmm. uh, what say you ladies? Let's talk. 
You ready to talk? Yeah, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> okay. Well, we know the textbook definition of bias is to have a prejudice or to have favor of a favor of or against. Uh, let me put my glasses on so I can see because, you know, after 40, you need some little extra help. It, having um, favor for or against one thing, a person, a group compared with another. So having a, pr a preferential treatment, mm -hmm. usually in a way that is considered to be unfair. Mm -hmm. And we're talking, this whole talk show is, is talking and coming from the perspective as um, Christians. Yes. And so should a bias even exist in the kingdom of God, in the house of God, ladies? No. Uh, no, absolutely not. I, th I think that it, that we need to be aware of yeah. the potential of that, um, but that should that but that shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist. But the house of God does mm -hmm. um, consist of human beings, right? That's yeah. right. And so you know, humans, and they're not. We're not. None of us are perfect. Right. And even though we've accepted the Lord Jesus into our heart as our personal Savior, and we're striving to live a lifestyle that lines up to the Word of God. Sometimes we still miss it. Yeah. Yes. You know, sometimes, you know, life in general or life experience pops up and and we're not as good at, you know, bringing those things, you know, under subjection or under the authority of God's word, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes people forget that we are human first. Yes, yes we are Christians, but um I love God, but you know, sometimes myself, I love God, but you can catch these hands. Oh, so we have to be mindful <laughs> of just loving God. And sometimes you have to understand too that life isn't fair. Right. And sometimes the situations that you are put in are not fair. And that's why we have to study our word daily. And that's why we have to die daily so that we can go to God right. and be able to attain and allow him to develop us um, where he needs us to be because sometimes in those seasons it's a nurturing season it doesn't always feel good but sometimes we have to stay present in that season absolutely so you know when we talk about bias um, it shows up in different forms we know that that people can have um, gender bias they can mm -hmm. have racial bias um, they can have weight uh, bias yeah. people against people that are, are a certain weight too skinny too large um, they can have sexual bias people mm -hmm. that are struggling or have a, dif a different sexual orientation mm -hmm. so they have they feel some kind of way towards those people um, what does it look like or how have you experienced um, bias in your everyday life Jody oh man hand it over <laughs> hand it over um, how have I experienced bias in my own life oh man well, you, I know you have a multicultural family. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Right. So, so this, this that's well, you know, this is interesting. This is a thought that just came to me because you know I don't study for this little round table yeah, thing. We're this square a table. Yeah. You know, um, my brother is married to a beautiful, tall, as tall as he is, which he's six three, African American uh, uh, beauty. And, um, and so because I work in, uh, you know, the work that I'm in in our yeah. ministry and we're serving uh, all, all cultures, yeah. diversity, mm -hmm. um, I want so much for 
the young women to relate to me yeah. and not me and not feel like I cannot um, I don't know that that I'm not sensitive or that I that they categorize me that they're biased against me right so yeah. I almost want to quickly share want to see my want to see my family yeah. this is my family yeah. right. and so then it's like maybe they'll think different you know yeah. and so that's kind of a bias on my part that yeah. I can you know build some trust just because I have a multi-cultural multi, uh, uh, ethnic family. Ethnic yeah. family. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that probably, maybe that's where it hit, where it possibly maybe hits me. Um, if that does, you and know. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel like that, that people should just receive your, that you're offering a service. You're there mm -hmm. to help them. Yeah. And so they should just receive the service and the love and the compassion. Yeah. It doesn't happen. It doesn't really happen that way, though. But it does. It really does. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. And you, you, you want to, you want, um, see, what we're wanting to do is, is to quickly be accepted mm -hmm. uh, because of the, um, what we're offering. That yeah. we, that we don't want anything from you. We just want to give to you. But that is just, not the way it happens yeah. because these young women are coming from a, a place a history and not just their own life experiences but their their families experiences right. that have um, just been transferred to their own and so they're basically walking in maybe other people's experiences so yeah. I don't really walk into a room with a fresh start you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I and do. so it's it, it's very, and I know I've talked with you before, wanting to be a real culturally competent uh, mm -hmm. in in caring for these these young women. And I just learned a whole bunch even today, just about um, about bias, not from you ladies, but in another in another setting, and I learned some things. Yeah. You know that. And I think that's that right there <laughs> is key is being able to put yourself in a position that you need to learn, that That's you right. don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes yes. we open ourselves up to just being biased uh, based on our own life experience and based on the lens that we're looking through because we've, we've closed ourselves off and we've not been open to say that I have more to learn. There's yeah. more that I can receive um, from the situation or from these right. people, even though they don't look like me, even though we don't have the same yeah. uh, life experience, but I can learn from them. And so that's a precursor to you know not being I, I want to say real quickly, my brother's always loved African-American women, always. Oh. He's dated them from Jody, sixth grade. He's had jungle fever. Oh, that was it. That, well, you know what? I hear, I hear there's another saying too, for, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, anyway, I ain't saying it. Okay, don't say it. <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, yeah, so 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 when I found out he was getting married because he's had several girlfriends and, and none of them he really wanted to marry and he should have because he has some children. Okay. And um, and so finally, uh, he, I'm just, there it is, no, there it is. Hi, <laughs> Billy. Okay, so anyway, no, no, he's okay. It's okay. Harriet, love you. Speaking of Harriet. Yes. He's going to marry this person. Her name is Harriet. And I thought, Harriet? I'm like, he's marrying a white woman? What's that about? And so I'm like, where did he meet her at? And so I finally get him on the phone. You're marrying a white person? Why? Well, what happened? Who said she was white? I said, <laughs> her name is Harriet Wellington. And it's like, she's from England. And see, talk about, I did her. I just never thought she is, she is a beautiful, beautiful black woman, Harriet Wellington. Isn't that, but isn't wow. that funny yeah. how my mind went, Harriet? That just, uh, that even in, an, in, the name, in the name, you just start right. to think yeah. uh, differently. Anyway, wow. and now everybody's going to go on social media and look up <laughs> Harriet Wellington. And they're going to say, wow, look at that beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Thank you, Yeah. 
So mm -hmm. let me ask you, Eunice, how has your experience or how has bias popped up in your life or um, how have the exchanges been for you? I've had two biases. Um, the first bias I would say um, is <laughs> my husband happens to be white. <laughs> okay, and she slings the blonde hair. And he happens to be bald and white, so there's no hair. <laughs> and you know, the first bias with that is I had people to assume uh -huh. that I would always marry a white man. Just assume. And I was like, what you talking about, Willis? No. Right. I wanted my man blurple. You hear me? <laughs> like black and purple. Okay? <laughs> I've always loved a black man. Uh -huh. But when my husband came along, he was everything that I prayed for except for the color. You got to be intentional in your prayer, okay? <laughs> he was everything that I wanted and that I prayed for down to the T, except for he was he was a little white. He was white, white. Yeah. And but what about you were ex you were perfectly intentional and God doesn't care that he was white mm -hmm. or black, right. purple mm -hmm. or brown or latte. Mm -hmm. He gave you exactly <laughs> which what you asked for, which was probably his internal qualities. It was. It was. Beautiful. And so he pursued me like a man should. Yes. And I almost missed him because I, I said, um, what's your problem? Do, are you aware that you're white? He was like, oh, yes, I'm fully aware. <laughs> I'm fully aware. And so the Lord didn't give me just, you know, a regular Anglo. I mean, he's direct descendant from Ireland. So he white, white, okay. you know, he can't even tan. He can't even tan. So um, he just burnt. He's either white or burnt. So <laughs> he wasn't a poser. Huh? He wasn't a poser. He wasn't one of those that you know, of a different culture, but he's trying to pose mm. as the other culture or appropriate mm. the other cultures. No, he's you know, going to wear those loafers. No, no, <laughs> he's going to wear that. Purebred pure European. I've never seen so much Argyle and Paisley oh, in my man. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was it about him that attracted you? Actually, um, it was a prophecy. It really, w it was beyond him. A few years prior, I was prophesied to by um, Kim Jones, okay. Forever Jones. Yeah. And she said that when you meet him, it's going to be um, a quick work oh. and it's going to be from God. And when he asked me to marry him, he met me 45 days later, he asked me to marry him. And when he asked me to marry him, I was just frozen in time. And I think I felt like the Lord just froze time drop that prophetic word in my spirit and then I said yes okay and 12 years later 12 years later three kids <laughs> later and you're still rocking that white bread <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm learning so much. <laughs> Kathy, how did um, bias show up in your life or did you have you did you have a personal experience um, for yourself you know t let's talk bias in the kingdom in the kingdom Being a woman preacher okay uh, yes especially in the south yes yes i can remember going to my one of my good girlfriends mom funeral and the pastor got in the pulpit and he said with all the women mm. um no he didn't he said all the men preachers please stand up 
And so my friend turned around and looked at me like, oh my God, it was just awful. And then another time we went to a church where they called me to speak. Okay. I didn't call them. They called me to speak. Mm. And when they called me, they say, now we're going to put you down on the podium on the floor. Mm. Um, the pulpit is for the men. But they asked my husband, um, Doc, you could come up in the pulpit with us. So my husband told him, no, if my wife can't come, I can't come. Wow. And it was, if I, if I had not been prepared, you know, I could have said, well, Lord, did you really call me to do this? Why they treat me this way? But I sit under ministry where I sit under a bishop that's a champion of women. So I was, I was really, you know, I was like, okay, because I feel like if God called you, I could preach on the bottom or right. on the top. Mm -hmm. right. But in the South, mainly, you see a lot of bias against women preachers. Okay, if we invite you, we can't call you pastor now. Mm -hmm. You're an evangelist. You're going to change my title. You're going to do everything to, you know, downgrade who God has called me to be. So I think even in the church, I think it's more horrific that it's in the church because we right. should know better. Right. So that's have, that has been terrible, a strong bias mm -hmm. in the church mm -hmm. against women against preachers. Women. So how have you reconciled that, you know, the call of God and what you feel like God's called you to do with the, the biases that you are confronted with? Do you just continue to just do what God's called you to do? Or do you pick your battles? I mean, how have you reconciled that? I just do what God calls me to do. And when I go to someone else's house, mm -hmm. I just assimilate to what they want me to do because it's not me, it's God. Right. So if you want me to preach in your pulpit, cool beans, if you want me to preach on the floor, I'll do that too because it's not my own word. It's from right. God. Right. So I figure if I just go in... I make myself welcome to the house, but I'm not going to compromise the word. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'm gonna still mm -hmm. do me. Mm -hmm. What God has called me to mm -hmm. do. I witnessed that I witnessed that growing up being my mother's adjutant. Okay. Yeah. Um she preached I drove her all over northwest Louisiana and she was not allowed in the pulpit and the offerings were very different. Mm -hmm. It was whatever they took up at that time. Um, and this is what the offering was. It was no extra. It was no, um, I knew how much it took for you to get here. Sometimes we would only have enough money after she spoke to fill the gas up and get maybe a bite to eat at a fast food restaurant, just enough to make it back home. Right. And she always said, just, you know, do your work unto the Lord and in due season you right. shall reap. And, and, you know, just speaking on that, as far as women's preachers, I mean, just, um, we know that there's inequities when it comes to pay, mm -hmm. yes. um, and and generally the preacher isn't paid very well. I mm -hmm. mean, we have our false, you know, impressions that we see from mm -hmm. reality TV, right? Or you know, extra large ministries. But the average American um, uh, pastor pastors a hundred people or so, maybe two hundred people. And generally, they don't make a lot of money. So, uh, in in the, the defense of it's bad pay, whether you're a woman or a man, <laughs> it's not the best pay. And we should and the, and as the people of God, we, we should, should do, do better, better. Yeah. You right. know, for our servants of the Lord and yeah. for those that minister uh, to us. But um, bias definitely for women shows up in the church, outside the church. Uh, racial bias shows up in the church, outside of church. Um, but I think it's 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 most important that we get God's. What is God's mind, ladies? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What is, what is His idea mm. of about how we should treat one another and how we should 
um, mingle amongst each other, whether it be denominations, whether it be race, whether it be gender. And one of the, the, the key uh, components that, I, re that I, I go back to is, is that God is love. Mm, amen. And, you know, love is not envious. It's not unkind. It's not God has love or God does love. It says God is mm. love. Mm -hmm. he, mm -hmm. is, he is love. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so as, as children of his and as byproducts of him, um, then we should, you know, emute that mm -hmm. right in every area of our lives mm -hmm. and, and we will we'll fall short sometimes you know mm -hmm. but he gives us the ability to course correct mm -hmm. right. you know yes. like mm -hmm. you were preferring you know you know a, a chocolate a chocolate drop, chocolate drop. <laughs> right and but he I got but, white chocolate because right. <laughs> he's still sweet you got, <laughs> you got a different package um, but you got what got the best that God had for you right and you got the internal qualities and it taught you a lesson that it's not the outward package but it's the inward package yeah. you know what I'm saying yep. and then you learned I love that you know coming from a multicultural family mm -hmm. and then being so aware and being eager to be welcoming to people mm -hmm. that you 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 almost beat the the crowd before they can you know put up a defense you're already ready to say no i love you know. oh yeah the minute i meet him i tell him about my dream that i was medea oh yeah, yeah. oh yes ma'am <laughs> and we won't share that this time but you bite me back and i'll share it because it's awesome but you know what you said something um uh pastor Teresa, that um, God is love and yes. and I really believe that that's foundational in the way we treat others yes. you know and how we honor each other and um, because so we need to know how loved we are yeah. you know and that's a problem I believe in the body of Christ it, it, you know and that's what you know that's what we're talking about right now if you know that God is love then then you're sitting in you're sitting inside the church and and um, and I believe that we will effectively and intentionally and authentically love others without bias when we know how loved we are that yes. he's not biased towards us because he could be we're a mess yes. and so um and so i just i believe that's foundational you know a, i'm sorry go ahead preferring one another is another unbiased um, way to, uh, <laughs> preferring one another go ahead so i'll prefer you sis Thank you. We are. We have to remember that we're one body. Absolutely. One does not work without the other. The you know the nerve ending you know has to function. The tissue has its place. The knee has its place. The neck has its place. And everybody has a place. Everybody Absolutely. can't be the mouth. Right. Everybody yeah. can't be the eyes. Everybody can't be the ears. Mm -hmm. But if you do what you know. Um, you feel like God is leading you to do this season, then you help the body function. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to share a scripture in Acts 17 and 26. It's a great scripture. It says, and he has made from one blood every nation That's of men. Because right. we're talking about does bias belong in the house of God? And should the house of God be a safe zone, a safe place? We know what is out there outside of the house of God. We know that there, there's um, disparity, there's inequities in a variety of le levels, whether it's corporate, whether it's in the school system, whether it's in our neighborhoods through redlining. We know what the world 
it, with, uh, lack of a better word, the world mm -hmm. uh, has to offer. Mm -hmm. But when we come into the kingdom of God, uh, there's a it's a different culture. Mm -hmm. It's a different system. Mm -hmm. And so there shouldn't be uh, barriers and there shouldn't be roadblocks and there right. shouldn't be just seeing one another um, from the flesh, but I see you by the Spirit. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. I know you by the Spirit. That's what the Word of mm -hmm. God says in mm -hmm. Corinthians. Mm -hmm. I After I put on Christ, I become a new creation, and therefore I don't see you um, by the flesh, but I see you by the Spirit, the person that God has uh, created you to be intentionally before the very foundations of the yeah. world, yeah. which has nothing to do with the skin tint so that right. you're actually in. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he says in Acts 17 and 26, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to mm. dwell on all the face of the earth. Mm. Wow. And has determined their pre-appointed times and their boundaries of their dwellings. So God had an idea from the very beginning, he created multiplicity of, of uh, color and vibrancy and nationality and race, but with one blood. Mm. Isn't that powerful? It's awesome. Let me, last night when I was just reading over everything after you text me, and I was like, okay, Lord, this is some heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, if we don't sort through it and if we don't keep a pure heart. Yes. Yeah. And I was reading James 2 and 8, it says, if you really keep the raw law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself mm -hmm. then you are doing the right thing mm -hmm. then wow. you're doing the right thing if you Absolutely. love everybody and you love your neighbor as yourself we love ourselves yes. so when we love our neighbors we shouldn't see the different colors i know some people say well you it's just you do see different colors. yes you do but what does your heart mean in it wow Right. Mm -hmm. If we love our neighbors as ourselves, that's a whole lot of love. Right. And mm -hmm. you know, I this I would always hear this saying, Well, I don't see color. Yeah. And and at first I would I was like, you know, I'll fist bump that. Yeah. yeah. But then the older I got, yeah. I'm like, no, wait a minute. See me. That's right. Yeah. That's see right. me. That's right. Mm -hmm. I, and I happen to be a woman of color, so see me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to not see right. my color. Right. Res I want you to respect my color. And love. And your color. Love, love me. my yeah. color. Right. And to acknowledge mm -hmm. right. my color. And that it alleviates jealousy. Absolutely. It alleviates intimidation. Right. You know? Well, it throws it, it throws, throws Satan to the curb, to where he came from, because that's where, because it, it's that evil. It's it's really that, that tries to creep itself and to, to, to steal the kingdom of God, because that's what he's trying to do right. from the very beginning, you know? And the Bible says that um, in, in the word to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on okay. earth as it is in heaven. And in heaven, there's some, there's some beautiful nations, you yes. know, in heaven. And so, Absolutely. yeah, so we need to, we need to be about the kingdom business, right. you know? And and not seeing if you know the Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion. Right. Mm -hmm. So He made all these beautiful people. Everything, if we go outside, we can see the very nature of God. Absolutely. And the trees, the flowers, mm -hmm. everything. So we're saying when we see people of different colors that God is confused. Or that he mm -hmm. made a mistake in making right. all these colors. That's not what the word says. He's not the author of confusion. Mm -hmm. right. So he made all of us beautiful people. He mm -hmm. gave us different occupations, right. administrations, different things. But I think sometimes it's hard for us to see the goodness of God in everything. In everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're watching today, we're talking about does bias belong? in the house of God and we've all just agreed absolutely not it doesn't belong but it does show up yeah it does it does you know raise its head 
And it's our responsibility when it does raise its head, whether it's biased because of gender, whether it's biased because of weight, whether it's biased because of marriage. Mm. Single people sometimes feel left out because yeah, every that, analogy yeah. and every conversation is about married people. Mm -hmm, yeah. And so they feel isolated. Sometimes there's bias with people that have handicaps. Mm -hmm. They can't get to where they need to get to. Um, they, they, they're not able to access places because we've not thought of them. We've not been kind and gentle yeah. and right. we've not preferred others mm -hmm. yeah. more than we've preferred ourselves mm -hmm. and so we don't think about them. You know when you were saying all of that and this just really came to me. Yeah. Those out there you probably watching this segment and you have experienced bias. Maybe it's been um, with family members in the church, being um, walking in your occupation, yeah. or interracial marriage, any of those things. Let this table conversation be a turning point for you because God wants the best yes. for you. And he does not want that, you know, in our hearts. He right. wants us to go on. And so this was a wake-up call for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Absolutely. So we're glad that you joined us today. And uh, we invite you to come back and watch us next week on Wednesday. I'm glad, Jody. thanks for sharing. Oh, it's yes. my pleasure. It's and Eunice, thanks for sharing. We'll have to do this again. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot more we could have said, but we are glad that we had this short 30 minutes to spark a conversation on bias and uh, what the church should look like and how we can all do better in showing the love of God. Yes. God bless you. Thank you for joining the conversation. The house of God should always be a safe haven for all to come and experience God's redemptive love and message of grace without fear of bias or condemnation. We should never lower biblical standards or condone unbiblical beliefs, but strive to display the love of Christ. Sister friends, see you next week. Don't forget to check us out across all the social media platforms.